hello and welcome to the podcast. I really hope you enjoy listening. The purpose of this podcast is to give you an in-the-room experience as I chat with the leaders of our church here at Vineyard and also other people in the future as we discuss what we feel God's saying and what we see in the future of our church. I'd really like you all to be on the same page as we march into the future together. Good things ahead. Enjoy yourselves. Well, hello, Murray. Pastor Dan, how are you? So good to be with you. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Still a little bit um, lethargic from our big burger lunch. Oh, the burgers were great. Feeling feeling like maybe it's time for a power nap. uh, (laughs) I think we'll power through. Just looking at my questions. I'm trying to find my questions. um, Oh, here they are. Yeah, that's right. I was going to ask you, how are you going? Oh, very well, very well. I had to look that up to remember what I was going to ask you. (laughs) It's been a busy, even though COVID's been on, I think I've been busier than ever. Really? Yeah, it's been funny. Well, because, you know, I'm not normally traveling all the time, but then churches invented or got access to Zoom. So they've still got access to Susie and I. So we've been doing Zooms to the US and other parts of the country. So how's that been going? It's been good. It's been good, but I don't think it's as nearly as good as in person. Actually, that's a good question. What's it like when you, as as a prophet operating prophetic ministry, there's so much that can be gleaned from being in the room. Well, it, it, how does that work with Zoom? Um, well, it's well, it's actually very interesting because we teach people not to read people. You do. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like it's not like that. Often, I think if you can just get the name of the person, often that's enough. So that you can um, just go with the name. Just go with the name. It's you know, I think if in live you are seeing the person or the, to me, the Lord highlights the person. So even in the Zooms, so we've had Zooms, Zooms where it's groups of people or sometimes individual, you know, they come up with the big um, people from all over the city where they're even – even a mm, girl out mm. jogging, I can remember. She so she's in her active wear in a park who stopped mm. to watch, to be part of the Zoom and having a word for her. Oh, it was quite wow. bizarre to think that you are sitting in a studio on the Central Coast prophesying over a girl who's in a park in Austin, Texas. Certainly changed. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Live. It's, it's changed the dynamic of... Quite a lot, actually. It's it's extended a lot of people's reach. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. But at the same time, created a, a weird separation. Yeah, element is, to it. Yeah, it is a kind of. Uh, I always remember, like in Romans chapter one, where Paul says, "I long to be with you, that I might we might impart <clears> something." I think you <throat> we never get past being in the room. No, no, I'd agree with that. I actually did a, a had a message and spoke to our church a few years ago. Now, some research I discovered about the electromagnetic field of the human heart and it's about six meters yeah. surrounding us and it's detectable by sensitive equipment but more so detectable by other hearts uh, yes i would totally agree and would... um zoom zoom doesn't transfer that no or even paul was able to write letters yeah that's true but he knew that the letter was never going to be enough of being there with the person you know having eye, actual eye contact yeah um i think they say you know a lot of our communication is actually nonverbal. Yeah, I've noticed that with our Zoom meetings. There's so much of the nonverbal 
It's so hard to interpret. Yes. You find yourself, I've found myself after a Zoom meeting, you know, face-to-face, face-to-face time with people who are in the meeting having to re-explain a whole bunch of things because there's just so much not caught in a Zoom. Yeah, yeah. A lot of distractions and. There isn't real eye contact. I know no, that's right. You know, all sorts of distractions. People are doing other things. That's, well, that's my problem. You, you, I assume everyone's got the same problem because your screen is not your camera. So to look at someone in the eye, if you look at the camera, but then you're not looking at them. Yes. So you can't read very, them while you look at them and they can't read you while you they look at you. So it's, yeah, it does create a little disconnect having a face-to-face where they're looking in the corner of the room to me and I'm looking in the corner of their room. Not, it's, yeah, it's really weird. It, it did yeah, take some getting used same. to. It takes but it has to. been, you know, uh, at least that we're thankful for it because we've still had certainly been a godsend, absolutely. Yeah, to to stay connected in some way, in some way, it's been pretty essential. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Mars, you the last you when was the last time you spoke at our church? It was a, a while ago now. Yeah, it would. I, I was. I would say the last time we actually spoke in church would have been um, maybe maybe this time last year. I was just trying to think. I can't. Uh, yeah, I think it you're right. Been, yeah, it would have been I think that. you're right. Because I, I, after you guys, I went to yeah. South Africa and then the US twice. Then you, you were in America Queensland. in February this year. Yes, I was in. Just yes. leaving February. Yes. March, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it's been a while. So, well, give us a quick catch up. How's 2020 been for you? <laughs> well, 2020, <laughs> you know, the Lord spoke to me about, Psalm 20 and verse 2, it says, May the Lord grant you your desires and fulfill all your purposes. So for me, this year has been uh, a year of God fulfilling dreams, God fulfilling purposes. Actually, a year of, I've really felt like it's going to be fulfillment. And it was interesting mm. because we said literally, it's funny for Susie and I, we know that if you, if you know the times and seasons, if you actually fold your life back, and you look at specific events, decision-making, and things like that, for us, things always change in April or September. Is that right? Oh, I could tell you. So um, driver's license, builder's license, graduations, all um, taking over churches in April, um, churches building down, burning down in April. Then on the other hand, hmm. um, same, similar sort of things, uh, changing, changing um, businesses, changing churches, taking over, um, handing over churches, starting up ministries, all sorts of things like that. Countries hmm. opening up in September. Is that right? It's quite bizarre. Wow. So I said yes to um, the church that we took over, which was at the time called House of Praise, which we said yes to that in September uh, 2019, took over it in April 2020. Yeah, wow. wow. So, well, there's a pattern. Yeah, there's a pattern, you know what I mean? And some <clears throat> interesting me. things even happened last month, some changes in team, changes in uh, our situation there. You know, mm. it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. I've never picked up any pattern like that in my life, although I have a friend who swears by a seven-year cycle in his life. And yeah, uh, yeah. so far it's, it's, um, it's always been the, the shift, the call to somewhere different, pastor a new church. Yeah. It, significant changes in his life. It's been seven-year cycle. Yeah, so if you can actually look back, and you've kind of got to look back and you'll see the patterns. And so if you fold your book forward, you can almost predict 
Yeah, okay. The patent's yeah. going forward. Something's coming. Yeah, something's coming. So you said a word there which triggers my interest because Ramona has been using the same word for about um, six, oh, no, longer, before COVID, about a year now, which is fulfilment. Yes. Um, she's been getting mostly fullness, but fulfilment has been something she's repeated a lot. Mm. When she's talked to me about her time with God, what she feels the Lord's speaking to her. Yep. You want to maybe um, unpack yeah, that yeah, a bit? Yeah, because, because this year hasn't felt like that for most people, Murray, I've got to admit. Yeah. It, you wouldn't say 2020 has been the year of the fulfillment, the completion of my dream, the arrival <laughs> of the promised. Oh, my gosh. It's been um, on, the, on the surface felt quite opposite to that. So, yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I would fulfillment? say uh, when you look at fulfillment, um, it would be looked like you would say I'm fulfilled means I'm in the plan of God, I'm in the will of God. Mm. That was really that is, and we've got to understand that that's one of the things that really describes the Father to us, that he is a God that will fulfill all his promises to us. Mm. Like in Jude, I think it's 22, he says he will prevent you, present you faultless before the Father. Yeah. So he's very much committed to fulfilling all his promises to us, fulfilling, and I believe that literally at a DNA level, that because we're made by design, therefore we have purpose. Therefore, there, there is a reason for us existing. There's a reason why you're breathing. There's a reason why you're in this world, why you haven't died yet, why you haven't, yeah. you know, why you're still yeah. functioning because there's still things to be fulfilled. I think what we also get caught up in that, that fulfillment is out there somewhere, uh-huh. that, that you've got to understand that God, that you are, you're the vessel mm. and God is filling you. God occupies you. And so when you understand that, that no matter how chaotic it might get, disappointing, might have lost your job in this season, like we've had to move my um, father-in-law, mother-in-law out of their home because of a COVID situation. You know, people lost their job, mm. so therefore they had to sell their home. And so, you know, it's not been, you know, there's been a lot of pain and all that. But I know, like I know that, no matter what shifts or change, it's all part of the plan. Yeah. I think often we forget the sovereignty of God and all of this. This is not caught the Lord off by God. No, uh, he's not yeah. the cause of it, but he will use it for his glory and he will use it to, to move things and accelerate things Yeah, in a big way. Yeah, I believe that. I do. It's, I must admit personally there's been some moments throughout this year where it's been hard to see hmm. that God's in it and is – Totally okay with what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. See, for for us, because we had uh, we were in relationship with lots of churches all over the country in other countries. I'm I'm going to pick that point up later on too, Muz. By the way, the fact that you're talking to a lot of churches, I think that'll help us out. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, go on. See, for for I thought I thought that leading church was over for me, mm. and that. We were going to help a lot of, we were helping lots of churches and helping lots of senior pastor couples in doing that role. And I thought that was what I was going to do, that that was, I was just going to be an encourager to leaders and key couples uh, and teams for the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden, this opportunity to lead a church came back to us, which was very bizarre in the same city that we were in. I thought we'd never be 
Mm, mm. That would never open up to us I, again. I, I felt a pang of disappointment when I heard you again. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> exactly. I had loads of like, yeah, yeah. It was like, how can this be God? Yeah, yeah. many you were. Many other senior pastors were like, oh, Mars, I don't yeah. really think this is God because you know you're ours. You're that's right. You're yeah. not meant to do that. That's you're right. Meant- no, we we need you now. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've become part of your landscape. So, but what was amazing in that? So we literally. When yeah. the the like the shutdowns or whatever we call all of that restrictions started, That's right. boom! It was the very week that that started. Was the week we started at our church. So it was literally like we wow. the train pulled into the yeah. station, yep. and that they, you know when they say this this train is terminating. Yeah, that's right. That's this, the yeah. end of the road. <laughs> this is so you took going. on your church the very Sunday you couldn't meet as a church. Yeah, wow. That's been his own challenge right there. Yeah, exactly. So we took over a church that we, you know, there wasn't a proper database. There wasn't uh, now couldn't so, occupy our so building. On top of other churches wanting you to minister and lending a helping hand to pastors and Zoom obviously eliminating any of the barriers for travel for you, yeah, I can see now you've been, you've been busy this year. I've been busy. Mm. Yeah, there's been no lack of... Um, opportunity, when I say that, I haven't taken up all the opportunities, but there's been plenty of opportunities and even just encouraging people through that to say that, look, you're do- like when I give them that simple testimony that, you know, that being into the church and not, not getting a full salary, but it's something, whereas I don't know what we would have done because. True, that's been a godsend. Us. Oh, my goodness, yeah. yes, because like. Mm. um yeah, I don't know where we've been. So we were like super thankful. Mm, yeah. Because we literally, like I said, that train terminated. We walked across the, literally across the platform onto a train that had a pathway that was moving forward. So it was about gathering people, building team, mm. culture, and all those sort of things, get that up and going straight away. Yeah, okay. So, so it hasn't been fun for you, Mars? I'm enjoying this more than I've ever enjoyed it before. I know everybody looks at me and goes, really? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I, I look at you and go, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> 2020 is not what has not been my idea of, of fun, i got to admit. It's been a hard year. Mm. Well, um, see, for us, I have but, no reference. Yeah, for how it was previously. So, do you well, know what I mean? So, Mars, I, I, I don't know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I, with that, I don't think there's a pastor on the planet who's got a reference for 2020. No, like I, I asked many pastors, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, how are you over? What do you think the way forward? What do you see happening? And the problem no is, one knows. nobody knows anything. And so I said, to, I was talking to Dad. I said, Dad. I, I keep on wanting to ask other pastors who've been there and done that. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if you've pastored for one month or a hundred years. No one's been where we're no here right now. No one's through this. So, like, we're all in it together. Obviously, we hear that a million times and it's true. But in the way that we're all in it together, we're all like, yeah, there's, there's nobody to go back to and say, so what did you do the last time there was a pandemic and we had to shut our churches down and nobody could gather? No one's got an answer for that. So. It's yeah. Well, it's it's it's. I guess it's made it fun. It really comes down to your outlook, doesn't it? What you just enjoy it anyway. Believe me, they say, um, what is it? It's like an A B C 
Um, so A is the event that happens. Mm-hmm. B is how I see it. Yep. And C is my emotional state. Yeah, right. So the more important thing mm. is B in that factor. How you see it. How you see it. Because actually A it's you cannot link. change, yeah. A you have no control over, but B. C is a result of B. Exactly. So the, in that whole equation, the most important element is B, how you see it, mm. how you see it. So another, another way you could put it is always be cheerful. Well, oh, that's, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's like, you know, like God, it's, it's true. Like God sits in, his he- in, in, in the heavens and laughs at his enemies. But like, like this, we're panicking and doing all sorts of things. And, but, mm. um, do, you think, do you think God's okay in COVID? I think he's fine. Yeah. And you must understand that even church history in eight in the eighteen eighties, London had a huge pandemic shut stuff down. Really? Yes. Yeah, we don't um, read those things. No, we don't we don't sort of catch up with the, you know, that there no. there was flu. we you know, there's been world wars, yeah. you know, where entire generations have been lost. Now not not taking it now, because two we I lost a friend last week, um, Wayan, who's the Senior pastor of the C3 church in Bali passed away last week. Ten days he was sick, gone. No previous from, health. From COVID? From COVID, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so um, another friend of mine, uh, a pastor in in Rockford in Chicago, he passed away from it. So it's, it's been really? very close to me, yeah. So I've Yeah, been, right. Um, You're actually the first person that I have spoken to that has a direct, I know this person. Yeah, I know this person, I know. That's had COVID. Yeah. Wow. And it's actually, yeah, and it took him out very quickly. Um, so, yeah, it's not nothing to, to, it's a very real situation no matter where you go. And I know, yeah. you know, on this part of the big people, 50-50, you know, even if, you, if, you, if you're praying for a vaccine, either pe- some people are praying for a vaccine or some people think the vaccine's the antichrist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go down this track and you're going to. It's actually <laughs> true, Murray. Yeah, the, yeah, I know. People in, in our church, Vineyard, Vineyard Church here. A <laughs> And uh, thanks for listening, by the way, guys. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying yourselves. But, yeah, some people I've spoken to uh, are quite literally, I just can't wait for the vaccine. Hurry up, give yeah, me the jab, let's the get on with it, you know, because yeah. I'm sick of this. And some people are swear black and blue is the mark of the beast. Yes. So, but and they're <laughs> both sides very genuine. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. so that, that's, I was talking to a, the principal of a school that my son goes to. I said, this is what I'm thinking about for the future is um, getting getting back together uh, is, is obviously First step forward, yes. Um, in with all the restrictions and all the craziness, there's some people who are just can't wait for just to go back to normal. And I'm not going anywhere until it's back to normal because um, all of the chaos and the changes is just uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. I can't foresee a time where our church service will, will be exactly like they were. The, the government's put too many restrictions in place for us to do it exactly how we were doing it. Yeah. Um, we'll get we'll get to close enough. But that's right. The vaccine seems to be the magic bullet. But then, then I know there's 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 a good number of people in our in our church, or in, I guess in the kingdom throughout all churches, who are dead set against it. There's no way I'm going to take that thing and let you jab me with God knows what. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yes. But then, then we're hearing I'm the sorry government for laughing. No, no. Well, it's. Just, I know. I know. I want to disrespect people. No, but see, I. Well, personally, I've never had a shot in my life. I was homeopathically immunised as a child. We've done the same for our kids. 
Um, and it works. Uh, you know, you, you get a mild dose of the disease. You isolate during the time and, and you're fine. You've, you've got an immunity. But um, so I know that it works. Um, and I've got all the respect in the world for people who, um, from their conscience, choose not to take a vaccine. They're totally within their right to do so. And Absolutely. I, and um, my, my stance for our church will be you, you've got to follow your conscience in it. And um, there's no judgment either way. The problem we're going to run into is what the government says you can and can't do yeah. because of that decision. Yeah. So how, how we gather, we're going to have, and then we made a bit of a, a bit of a joke about it, talking about it, saying, well, we, we could have the, the, the pro-jab service and then the no-jab <laughs> service. And so, you know, we'll have con- the no-jab congregation and the pro-jab congregation. Yeah. So that'd, like that'd that. be funny. But, but there's going to be challenges moving forward. Yeah, that aren't just church related. They're going to be across the board with wherever this goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but, um, you, but in all of that, Dan, you must un- you know that the Lord is in control. None of us caught him off guard, and he'll be able to use all of it always for his glory. I totally agree with you, Murray. I've actually said it to our church throughout the videos I've been doing. Of of and and to be honest, half reminding myself as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This didn't take God by surprise. No. You can't take him by surprise. No. And I say he might not have brought it. I don't believe he brought it because mm. disease and pestilence is not in his nature. No. It's consequence of sin, but it's not something of his creation and his doing. But, and, and, it's, a, and it's quite a big but, it doesn't matter what it is. God will use it for, doesn't his, matter what it is. for his purposes. Well, you so, look at, yeah, you look at the... He's cool with it. Yeah. In He'll general. move forward. The church will keep growing. Good things are going to keep happening. It's not like we haven't been persecuted in the past. No. Well, or faced any kind of yeah, opposition or trial. You know, it's oh, really nothing new. God's people, if you even look Old Testament, New Testament, if you just look through the, you know, God's people have survived slavery. They've survived being... Um, nationless or countryless or they've survived being refugees they've survived yeah um yeah that's right hostile situations um they've survived pestilence they've survived they've survived witchcraft when you look christianity's christianity is christianity is one end of the other of south america with all its witchcraft and mm. voodoo and mm. all that sort of stuff and it survived uh christianity's all over um, Africa with its witchcraft or with its brand of occult and stuff like that yeah, and, and abuse and it survived. It survived communism, it survived capitalism, it survives wars, pestilence. It's The yeah. church is unstoppable. It is. It's the promise from the beginning. The gates of hell will not prevail. Wow. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Those things that will you even look, yeah. if you look at um, Joseph's life, he has, you know, he interprets the dream Pharaoh, that there is going to be seven years mm. of famine. Yeah. You know, um, all part of the plan. In yeah. fact, the famine was the thing that actually promoted it, was because that's what was the very thing yeah. Yeah. that caused it. And I think right now, if anything, right now, if you look in Isaiah 11, verse 2, it talks about the seven spirits of the Lord. And they are all insightful. It's all about wisdom, it's all about knowing God, it's all that's about. Right. Discerning. Yeah. It's all about knowing what to do. And wisdom, wisdom makes you fearless. Wisdom gives you insight so you can really know what's going on. And I think never before um, 
do we does the church need wisdom does mm. need it this needs the spirit of the lord mm. um speak into the situations like this is when we yeah. need to have a voice this is when we need and not naysaying but this is what to do you know this is the answer this is how to behave ourselves this is what to do and definitely not be fearful yeah that's been a very big thing i don't listen to anything that that is attacks people or uh, divides people or definitely anything that that creates fear in people yeah now you're right fear is the last the spirit of fear will never lead well. to a positive result. <laughs> never, never, never. No, right. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with you there, Mars. It's funny, actually, again, with what Ramona, Ramona's a bit of a freak, um, with just what she picks up in the spirit, uh, the seven spirits of God. Yeah. We actually brought it to our leaders at the beginning of the year. Oh, really? Now, the seven spirits of God out of Isaiah, oh, it's from, from, from the, the stump of Jesse, There'll, yes. there'll be a branch and, and there's there's a sevenfold, you know, the, the, the spirit of the Lord, wisdom and understanding and and uh, on they go. It actually paints a sevenfold. Like the menorah. Exactly like a menorah, like oh, an yeah. organic menorah. growing menorah. That's exactly right, um, yeah. which is a picture of the church. So it's yeah. Christ in the church. Being a light. Yep. Yes, United. exactly right. The lampstand holding up the light, seven spirits. Mm. It's, there's so much in it and... and um, Stepping into the fullness of that, Maz, I wanted to ask you also with where we've been as not just our church, I mean the church, and we've, again, you're going to get some insight on this because you've got not just around Australia but internationally, where the church has been, we could probably say the last three decades, the last 30 years or so, has seen some really powerful growth in the Pentecostal church and charismatic slash uh, evangelical, yep. if that's the if yep. that's the, that's the right word. word to use. There's been some significant growth. Um, COVID has seemed to like put a big pause on everything. Um, and it's funny to see the whole world sort of follow the same playbook. Like it's almost every country, at least every Western country, has followed the same steps as far as what's been shut down, the process and how to handle the, the virus. So quite a uniform, quite a uniform approach, a uniform effect. But... Um, what do, you, what do you see? It appears there's a light at the end of the tunnel, at least with our restrictions. We've heard since before COVID, we feel God's stepping us into um, the new uh, or the next, I should say. Yep. Because um, there, there's, there's really, as Solomon says, nothing new under the sun, but God's always doing a next. There's, yes. there's, he's, he's not finished yet, so he's not camping us here. There's a journey until... This is my belief anyway. There's a journey until us as the church has reached the fullness, to, like the, the, the full measure and stature of Christ, right, which is what yeah. Paul says the, the, uh, the five-fold ministry gifts are given to the church for. And um, for me, I go, well, it's evident that we're not walking around mirror image of Jesus Christ yet. So we've still got somewhere to go. Yes. What do you, what do you feel or what do you see after COVID, after the pause, I suppose, of, of 2020, what do you see things becoming? What's the emphasis of the next we're stepping into? I think um, it's a great question and I think lots of church leaders are grappling with that. And I, I, think I know I am. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> I've got and lots accurate. of ideas but nothing that I can 
grab a hold of and say definitely this. Yeah, but I, yeah. So even if you if you kind of listen to sort of on the on the ground and there's loads of talk of discipleship. Yeah, like yeah. the one on one. But really, what they're talking about is a program, and mm. that's that always worries me because the most things are caught, not taught, especially spiritually. So there's got to be an a platform of impartation. To me, the one-on-one talk about the Lord, mm. testimony of what Jesus is doing, mm. is the most powerful thing. Yeah, I don't think um, that it's a matrix that a disciple goes through. It's not a program. It's like I'm always asking now doing church. It's always the question is to ask every believer that you're worth is, is the what your question is is what's next. Mm, mm. But that is just the next step. It's just the next step. What's next? Even so, the, if you like the circumstances, what does that really look like? Mm. We can still gather, but it looks like this. We can still meet, but it looks like this. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's not like they said it's no one's going, you're not allowed to preach anymore. In mm. fact, it's gone exponential because of like the platform that we're using yeah. right now. Yeah. So uh, we seem to have been balked by something that isn't a big deal. I think we're really freaking out. It's like a little bit like penny penny, the sky is falling. Now I'm not saying that the disease isn't real because of my own experience. Yeah. It's very real. And it's caused some, a lot of pain for some people, but hasn't stopped us preaching the gospel and it definitely has put maybe like you said a pause button to actually see i think i wrote this morning the other day my social media that you know when life's not working you have to go back to the basics Mm. yeah you go back to the basics like i say the car won't start let's go back to the basics air fuel yeah spark yeah now it's like that's basics Um, (laughs) exactly you regroup yeah, bring it back. And it's funny you say that because the word that hit me at the beginning of COVID was um, simplify. Yes, exactly. And see, it's taken all the stuff away. Yeah. And in talking to pastors all over the place, they've actually found out, oh, this is actually, this is, this is actually all it takes. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is all it takes. And I think a lot of pastors have taken a big breath and gone, oh, wow, okay, I was, we thought Sunday was a big deal. And, it, and not saying it isn't, but it is. But it's now taking a little bit of pressure off that. Yeah, well, when you can't do it, you've got no other option. Yes, because, again, the gospel still be preached, but now it's yeah. different. different. It's not you can't, you've just got to be do it differently. So yeah. um, discipling people, we, and that's the big thing. Now, um, like you are saying before, the fivefold, mm. uh, if you're going to say what's going to open up next, I think now everybody's had a, like this, oh, wow, what does church, what does it really mean to be a Christian? What does it really mean to be part of a church mm. or to be the ecclesia, the called out ones, which actually means governing body? Mm. Yeah. What does it actually mean to be part of this governing body? Are we actually governing? Do we have a voice? Are we are we um, wanting to influence and cause change? Mm. But what that actually is, influence and change is ministry. Mm. Mm, that's right. The fivefold is meant to equip people for ministry. For ministry, And we've yeah. been going through, and I don't know if I've shared it, I've shared it at our church. So in life I've been going through, ever since I've been preaching, I've been saying, look, we are going from the Pool of Bethesda to the River in Ezekiel. And yeah, you've shared that here. Yeah, I have shared that here. It was here. kind of a big deal a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. So 
now. Dam to a dam to a river. Yeah, dam yep. to a river. So and, and I think I'd probably want to clarify. If you look at the dam as the old model of how we gathered and what church was to a river, nothing wrong with the dam. Nothing wrong with a pool. Use the word pool. Nothing wrong with a pool. Um, it's still the same water. Exactly. It's just got a different form, hmm. different flow, and, and, and a different function in certain ways. But it's still the same people of God stepping into a more fluid lifestyle of ministry. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The, the pool in Bethesda was surrounded by five colonnades full of crippled people. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the river in Ezekiel, every everything it touches, it heals. Mm-hmm. And that's the picture of the church. The church is not a pool where you gather and people um, stay crippled. That's not the plan that God has for us. Oh, I agree. 100% agree with Dan's that. Dan's just pulled something off the I'd wall. I take this picture off the wall, Muzz, because the fact that you bring up the river that where it flows this was strong on my heart, and I believed that it was um, that it oh, was that's what... that it was in God to be the first scripture that I read over our church when our Dad and, and Mum handed the senior role to Ezekiel me and Ramona. Forty-seven, yeah, wow. So it, it, I, I'm not all that big on occasion, you know, like the pomp and ceremony doesn't do it. For, I'm not a very formal sort of guy, um, but I did, I did think oh, it might be a special moment. The first Bible verse or first scripture that I, that I speak over our church after having been given the senior role. Um, and so I said, what, God, what, what would you like that to be? And, and it wasn't like a booming voice from heaven, but it was in the, like the center of my heart, like right where my, the bottom of my sternum. Wow. It just knew. Everywhere the river goes, the waters will be healed. Exactly. And the fish will be everywhere. And it's yeah. Ezekiel 40. Seven, I believe. Is it written there? Yeah, it's yes. Ezekiel 47. Um, I feel like that, is a, that was a statement over whatever God's doing next, that's a key indicator. That will be the indicators. Picture. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. And, 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 so, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. I, I, you asked me for the answer ideas. and it's been sitting above your desk the whole time. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Amanda, I spoke it out and Amanda put it together with a nice picture Beautiful. and framed it for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can see that, and that's what it's a big shift. It's actually, you know, we look at that, the romance of that. Oh, but if you're if you're only used to, and thinking that, oh, you know, and I've unpacked it, you know, if, you know, I if I could get into the pool, I'd get healed. But the really, the reality is that you carry healing. You know, it's not. We've well, got to go out from, of my belly will flow. Exactly. So there's a whole lot of things I believe that say in this time, probably three things that God is wanting to deal with. And number one is consumer Christianity. So coming with a mindset of scoring it, of does this suit me or not, like a menu, like critiquing church to, to does this suit, which is a consumer. Now, mm. we, I have probably been part of making people like that. I've, I've had that discussion with Dad and uh, several leaders myself. It's funny you use that term. That's exactly the term that I've picked up to describe what I think God might be trying to shift in us all yes. is that that element of consumerism that's um, yeah, well, like, unintentionally, I suppose. Unintentionally. Cre- uh, crept in somewhere. Yeah. And, and I, like we'll, we always have to have excellence because it's got to resemble the Lord. It's got to yeah. be honouring of the Lord. So that, but 
But when we start, it's like that line, you know, when you step over it, mm. that it's now, now it's gotten carnal, now it's gotten the, the moti of it or the way we're perceiving it again. Yeah, yes. B, how we're perceiving it is wrong. Mm. So we're looking at it as perhaps entertaining or perhaps, you know, um, it's something that we observe rather than participate in, but we've actually not, it's Christianity. See, we're not coming to attend church. We are the church and see, but even (laughs) deeper than that, we're supposed to be Christ followers. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So we're Christ followers who get together Mm. to create momentum, to cause encouragement, to cause, you know, uh, the ecclesia is what's yeah. meant to happen. So, Oh, you're very encouraging, Muzz. I've, um, encouraging because he's, you're saying a lot of things that I, I know I've said myself. So I'm like confirmation for me. I, I'm, I, feel, I feel like there's some kind of unity and I'm picking up something because my He's big, gotten all sparkly, hasn't he? He's gotten- well, Luke, you and that. Luke, Luke, Lord, Lord, he Lord what I got all. sparkle on my face, have I? I got <laughs> from the positiveness. From the positiveness. Okay, I thought I was getting gold dust or something. Is it we having a manifestation here or something? No, it's a bit of glitter on my eye. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah, COVID. The whole time through COVID um, has been my theme, if you like, of all of my communication with the church. Is this season is about that one-on-one connection with Jesus. Come on. We're called to follow Jesus, and sometimes yes. it takes a person. Another disciple to help you follow Jesus. It does. It not 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 my. But it, it does. shouldn't shouldn't ever be replaced with Jesus. Like you shouldn't no. ever follow a person. No, ministry is pointing another to another. Correct. Okay, so that's what happens. Now the argument will be you. the argument will be what Paul said: "Or well, imitate me as I imitate Christ." As, as I imitate Christ. As I imitate Christ. Yeah, so as I'm pointing another to another. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. That's that's key, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like see, it's it's our Christianity. Uh, church is an outworking of my Christ following. Yes. And and the, the concept of you are the church, church is not an event or a building. You don't yeah, go to church, you are the It's been a, we, we, we've said it for years is, and years yeah. and years and we know it, but I think in this season it's become, you, you, you actually got to, re- like it's got to, the penny's got to drop. Yeah. Otherwise Which, you're going to really struggle. Well, it's this, it's like this, let me say to you, are you a Christ follower? Yeah. Because if you're a Christ follower, Church in whatever form it is, not an issue to you. No, that's right. There's been some people who've said, Maz, in, in the COVID time, they've, and I've had these conversations with people, they come to the realisation, you know what, uh, I don't think I need to go to church anymore. I just realised yeah. that uh, I can be a Christian and not, not do this whole yeah, church that, thing. Yeah, and that's not true. That's just totally unscriptural. You cannot do well, that. I agree. I would, Paul says, don't forsake the, the gathering, gathering of the of brethren. God. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, the truth is you can, you can love God and still go to heaven and not talk to a single soul ever for the rest of your life, to be honest. It's not going to do you any good, nor is it actually bringing what God's created you to bring to humanity in any, any form at all. You, you, there's a next level in following Jesus, and that's to realize I'm actually here for others. Exactly. And maybe going to that, church is not about me. See, that's the consumer me. thing. So yeah. you, you can see how that works. When, yeah. we, when we're just – and I – but like honestly, anyone that loves God mm. and understand how much God loves them, it becomes a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, it's I don't know how you don't share that. It's the I default posture of someone who really knows how much they're loved. Well, I can remember Pastor Danny. I was talking about because I got invited to talk to a few Baptist churches and yeah about 
I want to, I'd like to get stuff like that. I'd like to get him on a podcast, actually. Oh, please let me come. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do one together. The oh, other three that of us. would be hilarious. He can't travel at the moment. I think he's, he's well, health could, problems. But we could fly down there. We could go there now. What so. about what about Lord Hamilton? You come down to Adelaide with us. We'll do a podcast with Pastor Danny. All right, I'll get on the phone and see if we can't make that happen. That'll be fun. And um, sorry, you're talking to Danny Baptist Churches. Yeah, and he's got. I said, man, they are so excited about the smallest bits of like the prophetic. He goes, oh, Mars. Like it's like, have you ever seen someone have ice cream for the first time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was, I've never forgot that statement from him. He says loads and loads of amazing stuff, but I was like, getting saved Mm -hmm. is like having ice cream for the first time. Yeah, it's a special moment. Oh, yeah, and so to to just go, oh, I'm just going to like get my tub of ice cream and hide somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I see the point, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Mm -hmm. It's sooner or later, you yeah. know, you meet someone. Yeah, there comes a moment where you've got to go. And they go, hey, how dude, come you look, what have you, you been doing? You've got to try this. Yeah, what's all over your face? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Like, yeah. what's going on? What's, what have you dribbled over? What? There's something different about you. What have you been up to? Mm. Oh, man, I found this yeah. stuff. <laughs> You're right, Mike. I've gone to Waters and I've bought all of my house, my fridge. I've gotten everything out of the fridge and I've filled it with this stuff. Yeah, that's a, you know what? You've, you've, I, I you've see hit me. something. I don't know. You've, you've picked it with me, Mars. Ice cream's one of my favorites. And so <laughs> here's the new statement Murray Newman, the love of God is like ice cream. Yeah. And so you're going to share it. You've got to share it. And you'll, it's or, too good or, to keep to yourself. Yeah. And, or everybody will know. <laughs> Why you're happy? Yeah. Like what? What have you been doing? How come you're putting on weight? What's going on? Yeah, yeah like it's it, it, it hard to hide an addiction. It's hard to hide. Yeah, I think part of the sim- simplifying of following Jesus is back to that. I think His love simply being enough, uh, not amazing, but enough. More than enough. Because it's more than enough. We lose sight of it. And we start yeah. craving other things. Yeah, never satisfied. Because we yeah. think. I know that at least sometimes in my life, you, you think not of being there, done that, don't need it, but you lose sight of just how good God is to you. Well, His yeah, goodness, yes. just in who he is, it's just, all you'll ever need. And that's what I think, uh, if you like, gathering reinforces mm. that because you've got others. Like The ultimate is that we all come with a testimony. We've all come with a word. Like Paul says, we all come with a psalm. Yeah, We all come with something exciting from our life. But I think... Like, Everybody mm. has a plate. Everybody brings a the, plate. Everybody brings their ice cream. I'm wrestling with this. I'm actually throwing these ideas around with the team about what our gatherings um, are going to look like when we gather. And it's not really about what our gatherings look like. We're, we've got certain restrictions with COVID, of course. We've sure. got to stick to that. Uh, some people are saying, and I, I just only today, some people have been saying, uh, well, we can open up our building now because in, in three weeks' time we'll have our first back-in-the-building wow, gathering. exciting. But it, it's not going to fit everybody in, so we're keeping our home gatherings open at the same time, and sure. they'll zoom in for the for the message. So our pastors and leaders will still be hosting home gatherings, but we'll have the the main building open as well, and it'll be just another gathering, just a larger one. Yeah, sure. But there's so many restrictions around how we can do this and how we can do that. So some people are saying, "Oh, is it going to be? You know, we're going to have worship like we used to?" And the answer to that's no. We're going to have kids' church like we used to. and Well, the answer to that is unfortunately not yet. Yes, no. Um, you know, are we, are we going to be this? Are we going to be that? What about the cafe? And can I buy or like? No. No, no, no. 
And uh, some people, unfortunately, and maybe maybe I need to um, communicate clearer, but unfortunately some people's response has been, oh, well, and that look on their face like, no, I don't really want to go. I don't really, if it's going to be that, I'm not going to go. And I think, oh, they yeah. missed the point. Yeah. That gathering's be- not necessarily going to be the same. But no, it's not what brings us together anyway. The not, fact, it's, yeah, the convenience of it is not the issue. It's it's can't be that because I'm a Christ follower. Exactly. So, so that it, I find a lot of issues that we have are issues of lordship. So uh, unpack that a bit, Mus. So you? who's lord? Who's really running your life? Who has the final say? Okay. So we have such, if you like. Um, so you, do you mean like if, if Jesus, sorry, just to help clarify, do you mean if, if Jesus says to you, hey, you know, go to church, and you're like, yeah, but it's not going to be like I want it to be. Yeah, Is exactly. that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, ag- okay. again, like you actually, when we get saved, we actually, we die and we take mm-hmm. up his life. So the life I now live, I don't live to myself anymore. That's totally scripture. So the consumerism yes. comes out of it. And so it's, it's like giving, serving. How I spend my time is like my time, my talent, and my treasure. Or mm. all we we struggle in surrendering those surrendering those three areas of our life. Yeah, our time, our treasure, and our talent. Yeah, I actually, just read this morning in Matthew in my own time with God, where Jesus did say, "If anyone wants to follow after me, deny himself." First, going to deny himself. Yeah, yeah. Pick up his cross and. It's, it's almost like from the get-go, Jesus is announcing, following me is not about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, you, and see, that sounds bleak and terrible. It does, doesn't it? But, but, but the reality is, and in my <laughs> experience of that, is that everything I've died to is useless anyway. It, like I'm not giving up anything that's good. I'm not giving up anything that actually has long-term benefits. No, you're not, right. And what Jesus unpacks it, the very next verse, he says, anyone who wants to save his life is actually going to lose it. Yeah, exactly. But if anyone loses his life for my sake, will gain it and eternal life in the age to come. Mm. So you're exactly right, Mars. Yeah, so the it, life it that I It feels bleak. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. not. It's actually more blessing in the laying down of what I want, what suits me, you know, my preference. And let's just take coming to church as the focal point here because that's kind of what we're on about actually turning up to a gathering, recognizing you're not completely empty in this scenario. Now you carry the spirit of God and there's somebody else in the room who really needs you to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you don't come empty handed. No, you come carrying. You got something to give someone else. Hmm. I'm actually even thinking toyed with the idea of incorporating a little bit more of an open mic session with with our gatherings and people can share testimony because... I mean, as the senior pastor, you go, well, it's my job to you know, deliver the word, preach vision, inspiration, and do what I can do. But I can guarantee you there's someone else in the room who's got a story that's tailor-made for someone else in the room who needs to hear that right yeah, now. Absolutely. It can't all come from me. Mm. So if we all came, I'm going to get two things. Number one, physically, we don't come empty-handed, so we're going to bring a plate and share morning tea. Yeah, great. As, a, as an outward manifestation of, no, I've got something to bring. But then spiritually recognizing... I've got something to bring that someone else needs. Mm. Coming to church isn't about me. The very fact that I get fed and nourished in the giving is one of the greatest revelations of following Jesus. Oh, like 
There's two things at that, all. There's two things that probably describe the nature of God in us. His nature in us mm-hmm. is forgiving and giving. Yeah. Well, that's and, and we're at our best when we manifest those. And we're at our yeah. supersonic best when we do that joyfully, open-heartedly, mm. with no reserves, just mm. all in. I'm looking forward to seeing this overflow in our church as, as one family we learn to give of ourselves to one another. I'm looking forward to seeing it yeah. overflow into the, the rest of the world in the community. Well, that's the river, see. That's right. That's be, the river. Um, I think Danny uses this phrase, and I've, I've stole it from him because he's full of so many good phrases. He calls it the priesthood of all believers. Mm. That, 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 uh, well, I think Martin Luther coined that. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain it's not Danny's, but, <laughs> but I, I heard it through him. But, yeah. but, that's, but see, that's, that's the point. That's, that, I guess is what's um, in my heart, Muzz, is I really see this being the emphasis of whatever God's doing next is the recognition that we're a body and every part has a purpose. Oh, which is Ephesians chapter 3, yeah. fivefold, the building of it itself into the whole and full man. Yeah. Not lacking anything. Yeah. Um, we've so, been on that journey with a church. So that's the thing. So there's dealing with consumer Christianity and then the next thing, which is ministry being exhausting, you know, serving being drudgery. That God is, That's a ser- big one, Mark. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's a Emotional burnout. Is huge. Yeah, with, well, with, I've, with I've, pastors at least. I yeah, know I've made a business out of it. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> does that does that make you a does that make you a predator? Yeah, well, probably. It makes me a prophet, but at a profit. So, so it's great. So, whatever well, there's this function, profit. well, you make. Um, let me tell you something. The 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 more pain, the more gain. You know, yeah. it's, and the more pay. So yeah. the more. That's true. <laughs> Dentists, you know, people will pay anything to get rid of the pain. The problem is, the problem is, the ministry serving the Lord was never meant to be drudgery. Oh, I or agree. I think I read a my burden and, and is light. Uh, just to jump in real quick to emphasize what you're talking about. Actually, Lord Hamilton, maybe you could Google this. Check it. Out. I'm not too sure if you, you, you can, but I read and don't quote me on this, but I read and as best as my memory serves me in Australasia alone. So that's um, you know, so Southeast Asia, the Pacific Islands, Australia, New Zealand. 1,500 ministers resign from the ministry every month. Yeah, it's some crazy with statistic. With a stat being in the, in the 80 to 90% as the reason why emotional burnout. Yeah. Discouragement. Discouragement. They it's, didn't run off with the secretary or steal a million bucks. That's a very small number of people, people. who it's usually their, their, their nerves and their emotions just fried. Totally fried. Yeah, can't give out anymore. So, what? It's, it's, talk some more into that, Mars. What do you What do you see happening with with well, that? Well, yeah, it's and I think it's they're all linked in together. They like are terrible. The consumer Christianity creates performance. Yes, do you know what I mean? So, um, perfectionism, all that. So that creates um, people a lot of pressure on ministry to meet needs. Um, it, it it becomes. Oh, how can I say? You always have the poor with you. You always have needy people with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus even had that, mm. but didn't deal with all the needy people. You well, know? That, that, that does actually make me wonder from time to time. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it was like the second wave when the, when the church started in, in Acts chapter 2, then Acts chapter 3, 
is, you know, Peter and John going to the temple where the where they used to lay the guy all the time, which obviously Jesus had walked past. That's right. Jesus walked past him how many times? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never well, healed him. But, you know, it's like, and Peter, and, well, Jesus actually talks back, you know, even in those sort of circumstances, there were many lepers in Israel at one time, but Naaman was the only one that got healed. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You know, so that's right. it, it, it's, it's, we have to really let, uh, when I'm working with pastors, it's like, like, what would you really like to do and why aren't you doing it? Mm. Even in the context of ministry, if, if, if I, I'm always asking, you probably heard me say, like, what's your superpower? That's right. Like, what is the yep. thing that you bring into the table and mm. become really, really good at that? And don't worry about, like, there's another senior pastor I'm working about um, with, and even on one of the, the state, our New South Wales ACC state conference that was done, that was yeah uh, televised, and what you call that, streamed. Um, one of the guys there, I've not met him, but I've been to a few churches that he's been to, uh, Shane Willard. I think he's been here. Yeah, he I was think here he, last year. Yeah, yeah. First so time. Shane, yeah. So Shane's an amazing Bible teacher, extremely in, insightful. Yeah. But see, he was talking about, uh, we were laughing um, because he was talked about your six no's. And I'd actually, a month before that, working with a senior pastor, had said, you need to say, and it come to me, it was like word of insight, you need to know what your six yeses are so that you can know what oh, to say okay. no to. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Oh, maybe I said that. Yeah, Shane was saying you need to know what yeah. your six yeses are. Yes is, yeah, okay. You know, what's yeah. your yes yeah. so that because you need to be able to say no. And Jesus was able to say no. Mm. Yeah. You know, like when, when he heals Peter's mother-in-law, everybody starts gathering, he goes off praise, comes, they, they try to find him, mm. they try to coerce him into praying for sick people and you think this is what you're here for, but he actually mm. says, no, there's other towns and there's other places that need to have the gospel preached to them and mm. for this purpose I've come. Yeah. So you've got to really know your purpose and I think when you get out of your purpose, when you get out of your grace, it's hell on earth. Yeah, yeah. It is hell on earth. Whereas That's, that's been this, like I've only been a senior pastor for two years but I've been a pastor for about uh, 15 or 16 yeah. years and grew up in a world of all pastors yeah. within the leadership circles. And I think hell on earth is a great description of a lot of pastors' lives. Yeah. and it was, not, not to be the pity party, you know, mm. um, but feel yeah. sorry for this all, but, that yeah, I've looked at a lot of pastors' lives and that's one thing that I appreciate about growing up with dad as my dad he used to say a lot of pastors give me a hard time for going fishing all the time or, oh, John, you only want to travel to these places so you can, you know, you know, shoot a pig or, you know, catch a barramundi or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, you know what dad used to say to me privately? He'd say, he goes, you know what, Daniel? He says, it's the fact that I can go and shoot a pig and catch a barramundi in amongst doing ministry that's going to mean that in 20 years' time I'll still be doing it and they'll be dead and gone. And that's been the truth. And it has been the truth. That's exactly right. Because they're no longer with us. Exactly, they burn out. They're fried. Because it hasn't been, it hasn't been a joyful, yeah, experience mm. for them. Or they're trying to compensate for the wear and tear, or the harshness, or the rough and tough of mm. it. Mm. Um, but you've got to actually say that you know I can't. I'm not. I, I believe it's not about compensating for the rough, uh, the wear and tear of ministry. I'm saying. Ministry should be life-giving. The ministry should be uh, 
uh, invigorating. The, the the ministry should be the addictive thing, you know, knowing so, that. I agree with you there, Muzz. Mm. What do you think, and this might not have an answer, but what do you think needs to happen for that to be the case? Okay, which is the third thing. Okay, all right, sorry, we jumped ahead. Yeah, yep. yeah. no, that's okay. It's all working out. You, yeah. You're following the script. Okay, all right. Did we have a script somewhere here? No, I think no that... it's like things always work out for Muzz. You <laughs> know that. Too. So it goes, it goes my that, way. I love that saying. <laughs> True. Is it the, the, so it's the consumer Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's the exhaustion of ministry, God was it. But see, it, organic ministry, yeah. ministry being organic, ministry being empowering of the priesthood of all believers, mm. that, that there's no division between secular and spiritual, mm. that um, we have a greater understanding of Christ in me, the hope of glory, and really what we have called maybe the priesthood or the laity are really people that are just coaching people to do ministry. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not, we're not center stage trying to heal everyone, trying to prophesy over everyone. Um, it's like now, you know, even in my own church, like they've come at me going, Oh, Muz, like, why aren't you doing your thing? Um, what, what do they mean by that? They want me to prophesy and they want me to heal the sick. You oh, know? okay, yeah, right. They you're, want, you're, yeah. yeah, my yeah. thing. Why aren't you doing yeah. your thing, Muzz? Like they come. Yeah, right. But it's like, no, no, guys, this is not what we're going to do. That was, the, that was what we used to do. Mm-hmm. And I might do that other places, but really what I want to be doing is the prophetic school. What I want to be doing is like my question to you is what? So what is the Lord saying to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a big question actually. Yeah, yeah. I've asked that to quite a few people. What's What's... What's Jesus saying to you? Yeah, what's Jesus saying to you? And and if really, mm. if there's any prophets out there, they should be causing people to hear God. They should be able to, helping people with their dreams, helping yeah. people to, to, and if anything, I think a prophet does is point out to and remind people how great their God is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. They're reminding people how great their God is because He's talking to them. Yeah, and you know, what it, do you say to someone who says, "Look, I'm not that special character. I just can't hear God. God doesn't speak to me." Oh, yeah, and I get that. I have had that even last week, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, really? That's interesting because, like, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice." And I challenge them, then, well, or either you're not saved." <laughs> Yeah. Or you're, yeah. or you're, or he, you're not hearing. It's mm. Not that God is not speaking. Yeah, right. Is that perhaps we need to help you um, tune in to the voice that is being speaking to you? Yeah. And so it's literally, I just ask them, you know, like now that's just basic discipleship, isn't it's it? It's just and that's helping what I mean. someone helping someone to hear the voice, voice of God. God themselves. It's not that hard, is it? No, and once, it's just once, taken. Once I recognize the voice of the Father in my own spirit, yeah. my own heart, yeah, I suddenly realized you know, God's actually talking to me a whole <laughs> lot more than I recognized. Exactly. And see, that's why I'm not worried about COVID and what the next thing is because yeah. if you get people hearing God, well, what's God saying? Yeah, exactly. And he might just say, yeah. and really he is a light to my feet. So he, mm. we know what to do the next step. Yeah. The problem is we're control freaks. I had uh, a guy came to see me from a group of guys in Newcastle, like want to come up to see me, ask me what God is saying. I'm thinking this is ridiculous because 
I get asked that. What's God saying to the church? Let me tell you something. Just, because, hang on a minute, Murray. I'm just going to scrub out one of my questions for you. Yeah, yeah. What's God saying to the church? <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I'll, I'll just delete that from my notes. Yeah, yeah. that's contextual. Don't it's, ask Murray what God's saying. saying. Yeah, don't ask me what's saying because I'll just push back and say, so what is he saying? Um, and maybe what I'll say to you will just confirm what really what he's already saying to you. Yeah, really, you're a, you're a bit of a backstop for me, Muzz, because sometimes I really doubt whether sometimes I think, well, this is what I think, but I could just be you know, going off of my own brain. But the fact that you've actually echoed a lot of the things that I've felt and have already spoken. Um, yeah, you've looked, you've looked me brighter even since we started this conversation. Yeah, it's really sparking me up because. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no, that, yeah, because that's what, that's good what should yeah. happen. See, that's, that's actually fellowship because. Yeah. It, the, it's like when Mary walks in pregnant with Jesus to yeah. Elizabeth's home and she mm. goes, oh, hey, Elizabeth, and her voice, yeah, the voice, it causes the baby to jump inside jump her. So yeah. the, that's what happens. See, that's fellowship, man. Right. That's, and both of you, look at that, both those ladies end up prophesying over one another. That's right. Both having a song as church service starts. This is fellowship. This is fellowship. See? We're recording it, but this is fellowship. Yeah, that's what this happens. This is good, Mas. We need to do this more. Yeah, there's this. Really do. <laughs> I got maybe hang on, I think I'm picking up a word. Something about moving. Something about I don't well, know, yeah. vine- vineyard. Vineyard, yeah, yeah, I hear vineyard. Well, I was with another apostolic leader yesterday. <laughs> so the exact we, same thing. Same thing to me. Yeah. So it's kind of like I know. See if you, I just know my gig. Hey, I know my space. Yeah, that's and it's right. Like, no, you've been a huge blessing to this place. There's no doubt about that. You've helped us immensely. Yeah. So even even but, in, um, wouldn't want to keep that all to ourselves. You. you well, it's, yeah, you're helping a lot of people. And see, but that only happens because of a gain. That's why it's like we don't have to worry. It's like, okay, what's God saying to you mm. today? Mm. Manner every day. So mm. the problem is that we want to know what's going on 21 because we've kind of vision driven, but really we're meant to be purpose driven. Yeah. Not, not because my purpose starts now, my vision is out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yes. We've we got to be, but what's today about? Because mm. this is all you got. You only got now. I, I struggle with that, Mars. I'm always thinking about what's tomorrow, what's around the corner. I'll be eating breakfast going, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner. I'll be eating dinner thinking, <laughs> what am I going to do tomorrow? And what that does is that stops you enjoying breakfast. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I had to actually learn that. Even as a young boy, mum would say, just be, just be. Just be happy you're having breakfast now. Yes. When dinner comes, it'll come. <laughs> like that did not compute with me yeah, as a yeah, kid. Yeah. I was so like, what's I next? gotta know what's around the corner. <laughs> Even when I go fishing now, there's I don't know, I think it's a it's a I think it's a syndrome. Doctors I'm sure could diagnose it. You reckon it's, it's called it's the just one more cast syndrome. syndrome. I, I I I just go I look at the next pool and I think, I might not have caught a fish for the last five hours, but there's something in me that says there's going to be a fish around the next corner and i just got to get around. I've got to see what's around the corner. I would prefer to fish a river that I've never been to before than fish a river I know and I can guarantee fish. I might not catch any fish, but I'd sooner explore the new, the new thing. The, new thing. the unknown. Exactly. Well, that's part of growth. Inquisitiveness is a great thing, but I think what you're talking about is a but condition. It, yeah, it could be a condition. That's right. Maybe I should see a doctor. But no, le- learning, learning to understand that even right here, right now, I am in my purpose yeah, in God. In my purpose in God. We're always chasing the outside, always chasing the, 
Or what's next? And that takes us what's away next? from what's now. Yeah, yeah. And true. God introduces himself as I am. Not I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd never thought of it like that, but you're right. Yeah, I am. So he is the, in the present. He is yes, the present. He is the present, the all-sufficient one. Yeah. The all, all, yeah. the eternal mm. one now. The mm. eternal now. That's what that means, the eternal now. It brings a new definition to the term chasing fulfillment. Yes, it's, we work from fulfillment. That's the trick. Mm. That's the awesome part. I don't, uh, you know, if you've uh, all the guys that have done the, the discipleship thing with, you know, we're, all, we're walking, we're working from, not working do. Mm. We're working from joy, not towards happiness. We're not working towards significance. Yeah. We are significant. We bring significance to situations, you know. That's what our union with Christ has done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. God's good. Yeah, so COVID will make no difference. It's been a crazy year, Muzz, but God is good. Oh, it's good. And there's there's goodness ahead. I've got no doubt there's good. Oh, there's goodness now. What was, I'm was with, good? How could, you, how could you be sitting in this room with me and the and the beautiful right. man over here, Luke? Yes, Luke the Duke. Luke the Duke. Good man. And how could you? Yeah. How could this not be awesome? Yeah, you're right. You're right, Muzz. I, that's my problem is, <laughs> is struggling to appreciate the moment. I'm always got my head in the future. Thankfulness is. Big. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's, again, something I've had to learn over the time. But speaking of the future. Yes. Who do you reckon is going to win the American election? Oh, you're going to throw that on me. What's the day? It's Tuesday, isn't it? So it's the 3rd of November for us, but America, it's still the 2nd, isn't it? Yes. I think so. Or or just clicking over anyway early in the morning for them. So they're about to go to the polls in the coming hours. Have you got any uh, prediction? A prediction? Oh, I think the president that they have now is probably the. I think if we if we don't, we might all need to speak Cantonese if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I guess a lot of people are. So a lot like, of people are we, seeing we've that. Look, we've actually got to look. I know it sounds terrible. We've got to look out for our own interests as Australians as to who would actually stand with us, who would actually be an ally to us. Oh, this is taking a very. In a, a very huge swing hurt. in subject matter, but I I agree with you. I think you're right. We, we um we uh with right now like might be looking at a season where yeah we're already looking today in the news Australia's of, on its own yeah of China really pushing back on like so our major uh, livelihood what really what really like you you look at what um the pandemic is doing to our economy. Yeah. Mate, we lose China as a trading partner, or they start to bully us. They start China. to, yes, that's oh right. Goodness. They start to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, we need allies in that. You know, we need mm, someone that mm. is another big trading partner to help us. And I think if the US sort of just stands by itself and doesn't, and we don't uh, have someone that will push back, mm. uh, we could be in trouble. And I see that, you know, President Trump is not frightened to push back. No, he's certainly not frightened to push back. One thing that um, there's been two elections that I've taken note of really recently, that's New Zealand's election. Yes. And Queensland's state election. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed, a bit of a trend, and I guess it's a human nature trend, people tend to stick to the known in a time of crisis. Yes. They don't want to go on a risk of something different when it really matters, like when there's 
yeah, trouble. Well, well, the changing of, of administration is a clunky. It's always an upheaval. That's right. Upheaval, and we don't have the time for it. We so don't have. The Queensland's premier has been, oh, at least in New South Wales, has been copping a flogging because of the whole border scenario and sure. all this negative. Oh, she's on the nose. She's this. She's that. They're doing this. They're doing that. But she gets elected in with a with a large majority. Hmm. Same with New Zealand. Oh, the, you know, she did this, she did that, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. All the accusations flying around people. No, nah, they get swept back into power with a greater majority again. Um, so that might happen in America too. Trump might get a second term. Yeah, well, I was listening to On My Way Down. They had a guy who, <laughs> out of the last 26, 26 elections, like a, a statistician in one of the universities there, yeah. Um, who's picked the last 26 elections? 26, that's not bad. And he puts pretty good. So he puts uh, the Republicans at 91%. Is that right? That's a pretty high percentage, man. That's a pretty high percentage. So I was yeah. like, when I heard that as well. So I think, I think, in all honesty, I think the media know that, but you don't, you, they're, you can understand the media is selling something. So they have yeah, to sort of true. keep the issue alive. So they have to make it look like it's neck and neck. Yeah, I don't, right. I've never heard of an election yet that hasn't been neck and neck. Yeah, that's true. Because they have to build tension Except around. Twenty sixteen so. was supposed to be a whitewash. Yeah, yeah, they say all of from from, because, from yeah. the Clintons. And then oh wow, oh wow, and it's a big it, shock. And then yeah, because they get to sell more news. Do you think it's um? Do you think it's an appropriate voice that the church should have into the realm of? Global politics, absolutely. You know, geopolitical structuring. Do you think we should absolutely. even comment on it, or do you think yes, it should be, no, just stick to the Bible and uh, no, no, know, no? We need to have pole. an absolute voice in that because it's like, um, if you like, the seven. Um, it was like Lawrence Cunningham and John. I can't think of it. Crusaders for Christ. Oh yeah, I know that name. Yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. I can't think of the other brother's name. They came together during 1974 and had a meeting, mm. actually came and had lunch together, and they both had a word for one another. These Both these guys, like, fully loved and respected what they were doing, you know, and both have gone to be with the Lord, but their ministries have gone on globally mm. mm-hmm. to do outreach and really mobilising young people in either universities or in outreach in all sorts of fashions that YWAM does. Both of them had a word and it was the same word for the other guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that if the church needs to be involved in kind of seven realms or seven pillars of society and they named them. So there was uh, religion, Mm -hmm. family, education, media, the arts and entertainment, which is Mm -hmm. kind of sports as well. Um, um, I guess it leaves politics left. Yeah, yeah, politics and business. Business, yeah, yeah. Because if we don't have a voice in all those things, it's interesting. It's see, it's see, see, Christians make really see Christians make really good um, communists. They make really good. <laughs> they make really good socialists. Say that again. They yeah. make they rank because they're honest. That you know because if you get if you've got unsaved people in those sort of playing, it just is corrupt. Yes. And it's the same as Christians make really good capitalists. They make really, because again, they're not selfish. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, if you, if you infiltrate all of those places, it doesn't matter what it is. Well, anything under the rule of Christ is. is yes, you know, exactly. We, so you need, we have to, we have, and, and we do even, I'm thankful in our nation that we have Christians 
in either side mm. of those political things. Because yeah. Jesus was like, when you think Jesus used the language of a, a socialist, so he says there was a guy that had a field and he went out and he hired people. He hired people like at the light of day and he had hired people at midday and he had hired people at like in the afternoon and he had hired people that only did an hour's work. Yes. And he paid them all the same. That's right. So he's a socialist. <laughs> it didn't matter how much work you did. Jesus is a socialist. Yeah, so Jesus is a socialist. And then he tells another story where, where uh, a, a, a leader, he gives out different quantities and invests differently and rewards people according to their productivity. So he gives to one person five, three talents, another two talents, another one. That's right. And, and then rewards he rewards them. And, and he rewards them. Accordingly. Ac- according to their productivity. So he's a capitalist. So he's a capitalist. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I think he sits in heaven and goes, you know, like, hey, I can play either game. He has if a pretty you, good laugh. Yeah, There's if, no doubt if, about if, that. If you, whichever way it goes, you know, a dictatorship, you probably could do that. He does that very yeah. well, you know, yeah. like. Um, well, that's the ultimate form of government, isn't it? Well, they say a that. A faultless, yeah. completely righteous, self-sacrificing, all-knowing, all-powerful dictator. Peter, yeah, which is the Lord. Yeah, but absolutely. He, so he's the one who's totally in control but not a controller. So Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So absolutely. that's the problem. So if you had a Christian dictator, well, that's going to be amazing, mm. you would hope. You would hope. That's but right. the problem is we Except have those for all sort of non-Christians. Things. Yes, and that's the problem. So you, and, and I don't think that's the answer to that. Christians no. ruling over non-Christians. I don't think that's the answer either. You know, I think we we we. It's a very interesting. And we don't like we as Christians because we kind of get into our parties and we, you know, it's just terrible the way. You know, you'd think, <laughs> you would think, you know, the way some people's rhetoric is about whoever they, their opposition is. Yeah. In politics, you'd think their opposition was a bunch of axe murderers, you know. It's like that's true. It yeah. gets defaming yeah. and it gets terrible simply to try and it gets ugly very quickly, you know. Like I um and so I, I think some of the best ways to look at politics is you've got to look at um you've got to look at principles, you've got to look at policies, and then you look at person. You don't do it the other way around. You don't look at the personality of the person, you look at their the philosophy, the policies, you know, their values, yeah. how they're going to implement that. Yeah. And then you look at the personality. But see, everybody plays the personality. Now, if you look at the personality of some of, say, a particular president of the US, it's, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The personality that, the, is not, yeah, is, is not attractive. Yeah, or how it's portrayed. Yes. Yeah, true. But when you look at... um principles and policies it's actually something that you can lean into and i think that's what we have to learn as the church we need i think the church needs to be a, a like be full of wisdom full of insight mm. in these times and respectful and loving do you, do you think that we need to this is getting around a fair bit um the prepper mentality of course the the traditional view of the book of revelations <laughs> Is that everything's going to hit the fan? It's all going to go to hell in a handbag, so to speak. And so we need to, you know, dig a bunker, you know, store up food, start preserving our own peaches. You know, um, and a lot of people say, well, the Bible says it's going to be, so it's only wisdom to get ready. And a lot of people are, are triggering all kinds of. The problem is, 
with with social media, internet, YouTube, it it feeds you what you want to hear. Oh, look, it's so it's, it's you, really crazy. It's you, like you, you click on ooh end time prophecy, and before you know it, you're convinced the Earth's flat, aliens are about to land, and <laughs> you know I I need to I need to start buying tin food immediately. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, yeah like, it's you, you'd understand that love love. What do you think is the approach? What, what stance to the church is your opinion, Muz? Is there a time for preparedness, or is there? No, hang on. We're not we're not citizens of this earth. If we we can, who says we need food to eat? Type of thing, you know. Like God's gonna provide for us. We'll make it rain bread. We shouldn't have to work like no prep whatsoever. Just keep on marching on, you know, and claiming full faith. It's just God. He's gonna look after us. I don't have to worry about anything. Do you think there's a balance? Do you think there's one way or the other? Um, I, it's funny when you say that it's, let, let me roll it back. Sure. Um, if I suppose there's been a lot of talk about that because of the pandemic and that's right. It's, 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 it's in a lot of people's faces. Sort of right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. And I've been, I don't know, I'm a little older, so I've been through, I can remember when the millennial, the bug was going to hit. I can remember when the, yeah, Y2K. Bank cut, Y2K happened. I can yeah. remember when the bank card, I can remember when the, the Australian citizen card was brought up, all those sort of things. So it's not it's not a, a new thing. And I can imagine... Same ideas keep getting triggered. Yeah, it just fires up. And mm. believe me, our God is not a God of fear. So mm. I can remember a guy sending me a podcast of a fellow who had a dream, you know, that he saw Washington burning, that he saw rioting, that he saw racism. And it was really interesting. I think I saw that. Yeah, and then and then he went on to say, so the brother was really great. So he seemed really sincere. I'd never heard of him. Mm. I wish, you know, I don't know. And I don't want to quote him and I don't want to name him. Yeah. But he went on to sort of, and he was very sincere and I don't doubt that he had a dream like that. But then he went on to say, and that's when he, I think his insight stopped was his, his immediate reaction was you need to store Food and firearms. Yeah. And I was like, oh, brother, you were good up until that point because what you're really saying is that you're going to store up food and you are going to shoot your starving neighbours. Is that what you're going to do? If they raid your house or people come to smash in, you know, and come, you're now going to shoot the starving non-Christians. You think that's a culture? Like that's very American. Oh, it's. Maybe there's an element that we don't quite get. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, crazy. And it's based in fear. Fear. And I just don't like anything because fear, anyone who knows fear does not know the love of God. So do you think if someone feels like the Holy Spirit says, "Hey, you know what? Go go and go and buy some gold, or go and dig a hole and bury a whole bunch of food," do you think you can do that without fear? Like, is that something that you would see as, yeah, God could ask somebody to do that, and someone would be okay in their conscience say, "No, I'm not being fearful. I'm just being wise." Yeah, have at it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. There's no big deal. No big deal. You want to go prep? Go for it. Go for it. Maybe you'll be there to provide for everybody else yeah, who's yeah. starving I'll, around you. And That's I'll right. just take that. Yeah. So where's just, your bunker? Exactly. Tell me who you are. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Actually, my brother sent me a funny meme. It was, um, I can't remember, uh, word for word, but essentially remember when the toilet paper crisis was oh, happening? Oh, that was hilarious. Wasn't that fun? It was fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, uh, what did it say? That's right. It said uh, all, all of those all of those 
uh, bulk buying toilet paper. This is where they're, they're simply they're simply storehouses for anybody with a gun. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, when it really hits the fan, firearms. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, how crazy are we? Like when you think panic I buying. I know toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> it's so funny. It really is funny. It was like right. bizarre. Yeah, like. And talking to my right. Indonesian friends like who don't use toilet paper, French don't use toilet paper, a lot of Europe does not use toilet uh-huh. paper, it was like they're like, what? They, Absolutely. They think it's actually a filthy I've been thinking about installing a bidet at my yeah, house. Yeah. Well, it was funny. After going on holidays, some of these places have gone, I'm like, these things are awesome. Yeah. They're the but best. Much cleaner, much more hygienic. I agree. And it's like, well, it was funny <laughs> because at, a, at our team meeting Zoom, yeah. And like that was all happening, and you know, uh-huh. there wasn't a conversation that didn't include that, you know, toilet paper. Oh, yeah. hilarious. And um, <laughs> so I'd shown everybody how to put a three piece, like how to make an Indonesian squirter. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, got, I just went to Bunnings and bought all the bits and pieces of flexible. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And I brought it out. <laughs> And what was funny was they weren't laughing. I thought they would think it was really funny as I put this together as a home yeah. handyman. Look, you just got this three-piece, put it on this thing, and then you connect this hose and you get – and there you go. You've got just Indonesian style. Uh, you know, homemade to, today. Yeah, 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 boom. I said these are things. There's millions of these in Indonesia and Asia, wherever you That's go. Right. You know, exactly France right. and Italy. This is where it goes. This That's is what funny. happens. Yeah, you know? that's right. And they were all like. They yeah. were like kangaroos in headlights. They were like, <laughs> is he serious? Is that what is that what it's gonna mean? Is that like Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're like I've only been there past for two culture. weeks. So they probably didn't quite understand the sense of Still humor. getting to know you a bit. I'll tell you a funny story, Maz. It was one of the first times I went to Indonesia and uh oh. I was, well actually no, it was one of the first times. It was it was a friend of mine I met over there. His name's Paul and he worked with Paulos and Yes. Funny, funny man. I know the man. So, you know him, yeah. So he's he's Hilarious. Super direct, like as as black and white as they come. And uh, I was having a bit of a joke with him. I said, you know, when I first started coming to Indonesia, Paul, I said it really took me a long time to get over just how dirty you guys were. And, I was, of course, I was, I'm stirring him up. I'm, and he looked at me like with that cranky look like, how dare you? What are you talking about? I said, you know what, as soon as I found out that you, you, you guys wipe your backside with your left hand, like I suddenly realized – Holy moly. So that explained like the long fingernail and all that sort of stuff <laughs> on the left hand. And I'm giving him a hard time, right? And uh, just laying it on thick. And he could take it. He's, he's that sort of fella. He doesn't, he enjoys a good joke. But um, I said, yeah, it really took me ages to get over just how dirty you guys were. I could use your hand. And he looked at me and says, What are you talking about? You are dirty. <laughs> and totally flipped it. Like, no, no, no. You, you see us as dirty. No, we see you as dirty. We use water. We wash every time. You guys use dry paper. <laughs> dry paper. Nobody cleans, nobody cleans anything Thing. wet with dry paper. It doesn't work. You got, anyway, from that point on, I went back going, I was having a joke, but he cut me bad. <laughs> I can see the truth. I'm like, he's got a point. Holy moly. Anyway, I haven't done it yet, but I'm actually I want to get one of those the uh, little yeah I could say they hook into oh you make them you can make them yeah I can make them you might hey you know what I'm thinking of like put them on eBay I tell you what if we hit back (laughs) you know what if the economic crisis happens if if the you know the uh, the the prophet I say prophesied 
sarcastically, you know, doom and gloom, civil war breaks out and we're all, oh, you know, if it all happens that you can, we can go into business together months. You like, we'll get together in the shed. We'll buy a whole bunch of pipes and hoses and we'll Novels, start, yeah, yeah, we'll start a business. Easy. The Aussie homemade bidet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. We solved we, it. We might get, we might get persecuted by the toilet paper industry. <laughs> Why not like us? But it shows you the whole, did you see how fast yeah. that escalated and how much oh. we, and it's the simple fact of like when you look at Westerners and how absolutely we've, how you it touch w- our lifestyle. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, it was like you seen that. Do you remember that movie? Uh, it's a Will Ferrell movie, Anchorman, right? And and a bit of a, a bit of rivalry between between news news crews turns into this like it's all out street fight where there's clubs and knives and baseball bats. And after it's all over, Will Ferrell makes the comment. He goes, "Whoa." That escalated really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. Went from you know, when I've, when I've sort total of, panic. Yeah, when I've said to like, yeah, it was funny. You know, because of our con, like you guys, the contacts with Indonesia, you know, like in Aceh and stuff like that, man, Christians are getting like attacked on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, that's and, very true. Yeah. You know, like, and I've sort of said to my, I said, look, some of my American friends are all worried about it. I said, look, it's been end times for the last 35 years in Indonesia. Well, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> you know? Who was I? I was listening to somebody who mentioned exactly the same thing. Mm. We're, we're, we're all up in arms about, you know, we can't meet, you know, the church is being persecuted. It's not fair. And it's like the Christians in China are looking at us going, man, that's just a Tuesday for us. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Which does give you hope. Yes. Like perspective, it's, it's again, perspective what, always helps. Perspective, that's right. It's actually. But what's the Lord saying to you? Well, here we are. We're back here. Which, yeah, yeah, that, which, that was a, which it gets back to. That you was know? a big roundabout, but I'm glad we're back here again, Mums, because it's true. Essentially in this time, I, I believe learning to hear the voice of God is critical right now for every believer. It's totally critical. And so I, I personally, and again, it, it's. Uh, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with how we used to do church. We were all doing the best that we could. And to be honest, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah. Uh, but stepping into the next, I think it's really crucial for every believer to walk confidently knowing what the Lord sounds like in their heart. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes for people to recognize that, they need to switch off the other voices. All the other voices. Like, the, like I guess, what the point I'm trying to get to is the, the, the talking head every Sunday mm. who's preaching, 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 when that disappears, I think it's a, been a great opportunity for people to say, all right, I'm not, I'm not getting like intravenously fed scripture anymore. Now I've got to prepare a meal, learn in my own, like what does God direct to me, that one-on-one relationship. And I think it's been the beauty of this time. People have had to, it's been a force, if you like, but people have been able to discover the voice of the Lord in their own heart, free from external distractions, or quick fixes. I can I can just go to hear Muzz. I won't read. I, won't, I don't have to hear God because Muzz will tell me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think we're. I, I'm hoping that we're way away from that. I think what's if you were to really ask yeah. me what what I'd really like to see, mm-hmm. what I'd really like to see happen, is a hunger for God. That's what I'd really like to see. I don't know, and I know this sounds critical, and I don't want to say that people aren't, but. Whenever you've got people who are finding the easier option mm-hmm. to, if you like, fellowship or attend church, the easier option 
when it's like the most convenient, when we're playing, we're not living by convictions. I just don't like hungry people, desperate, hungry people will, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like I think when you first get saved, you know, we talk about that, you know, it didn't, wouldn't matter if church was on, if, you know, like pastor, oh, what's on today? Yeah. Oh, we've just yeah. got the nanas all gathering together for a cup of tea. Oh, can I come? I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. And if they're going to talk about the Lord or, yeah, you know, that's what revival actually is. Revival is like people are hungry. It's intense hunger. Yeah. And so that's what I'm really praying. If you want to ask mm. me, like, Muz, what are you, what are you desiring? What are you praying? What you hope will happen? Yeah. Is hunger. Yeah. Is a yeah. genuine, yeah. like, if I don't get my fix and I'm desperate, I'm desperate to know him more, desperate. You know, when that hunger comes back, it won't matter what church looks like going forward because I, it, I, I <laughs> like honestly, yeah. I've, I've, I wish, I wish that I could project behind me, like what I see when I look sometimes when I preach in churches. Yeah. <laughs> if I could, if I could show you what I'm having to deal with, you might really go, man. Pastors have got it. That's tough. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. You know, not. I don't. There's, there's some hungry, but there's not hunger. Mm. There's not like. There's more. You know. Again, the consumer Christianity. How long? You know, like, how long is this going to go for? When can I get out? Yeah, right. How convenient is this going to be? Hungry people don't behave like that. No, that's true, Buzz. I think you've you've yeah you've you've nailed something there, which and I would say to everybody is underlying is that it's not about. It, I just want to, I just want to super encourage you with all of my heart. Is to stir up your hunger for the Lord, yeah. and to be hungry. Mm-hmm. The best way to I I was talking to a brother who's a Salvation Army officer, the biggest Pentecostal I know the biggest drunk and the Holy Ghost guy I know mm. is a Salvation Army officer and he right. is always on fire for the Lord. And I was talking about this hunger <laughs> thing and he was loving it. I was just talking to him. He goes, and I say, you know, I'm, I'm working with, but how do I make people hungry, Craig? And he goes, he just laughs at me. He goes, eat in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make a person hungry? Eat in front yeah. of them. That's so That was my thinking. I, I'm thinking the same. You want you want people to oh I don't have oh, ice cream. Well, wait till I eat one in front of you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's that's like you know you you go to an ice cream parlor, you walk past one, and you say to your you know Susie, hey Susie, yeah, you want ice cream? She goes, oh no, you get one. Yeah, and then you come out with it, and they're like, oh, no, I really should have got one of those. Can I have a lick of yours? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then they you know like a camel. So I get yeah wow yep. <laughs> I agree, Mars. I really agree. We're just going to be hungry, hungry, hungry for the Lord. Hungry, yes, hungry for the Lord, not church. That's a byproduct. Yeah, church is a gathering of hungry people. Yes, come on. Yeah, church is just the byproduct of Christ followers. Yeah, you don't have to get. You, you, there's not the issue of gathering, whether in small groups, auditoriums, cafes. If you're a Christ follower, it's yeah. not an issue. Not an issue. It's not. It's like however you package it, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You're right. There's there's a certain 
Because I'm not a consumer, I'm a disciple. I'm Perfectionism not... goes out the window. Oh, I don't care when you're hungry. That's the, you're exactly right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, like I'll eat it when it's half cooked. Yeah, you know, like yeah, <laughs> it's true. You don't even pull the, don't even boil those potatoes. Just 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 bake them. Uh, yeah, just, crunchy potatoes are great. That's yeah, fine. awesome. Let's just do this. Just just come on, 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 come on. You're like That's when you're hovering around your mum and your mum's kicking you away when she's yes, trying to get it yeah. going. Mm-hmm. You know, like come on, I don't care. Just get it, get it, get it, yeah. get it, get it going. That's, That's a, a hungry person. It is. Yeah. God, am, am I wrong, Mars? Am I, would I be, would, do you agree God seems to respond to hungry people? Am I using the right language there? Is that? Well, like, I, I think it's like I would say, yeah, but I think God responds to us no matter where we're at. Like we, all yeah. we have, I know with the Lord, you have to give him anything above nothing. He's better than we know. He's so much better than we know. You don't have to be hungry. You do. You you can be sinful and he'll still listen to you. You can be in your yeah. darkest, worst place. Yeah. And he'll respond to you with loving arms. No so, judgment, so, so, no uh, condemnation. So hunger's not forced up. Like I can't no. it's, work myself into being hungry for him, can I? No, well, I think well, what creates hunger, like the last time you've eaten, there's something, there's, if you're not eating, you're not well. True. If you don't have hunger, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so with that, spiritually, you'd have to say a, a hunger, in, a spiritual hunger, the more, the more of the Lord is totally natural. Yeah, totally, totally natural. Normal. You know, like. Just, so what just, do you do if, if someone's listening to this right now going, maybe feeling a bit like, oh, that one, you know, that was a, oh, I felt the dagger because oh, I realise I'm not hungry. Okay. Well, I, I apologise if you felt the dagger <laughs> because, but, but let me say this. Just, just try this. I always say this, like, just try it. Why not just turn off Netflix and the TV yeah. and just, just, just spend the evening with worship music on and just see what happens. Just see what happens. And then and then maybe maybe it was good. Maybe it was a little good. Try it tomorrow night. Yeah. And then if you dare, then that would have been really good. And then listen to it. No, just turn everything and just listen to worship music. Mm. The third, the fourth, fifth night. The time you're in week like evening seven, mm. you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you're suddenly you're an addict. Oh, you're going to, you, I, I just want you. That's why if you get there, yeah. it's no coming back. True. I know that every time I've had a session where I was just being me and God and I've wiped out a big portion of time in one go, I never leave it going, oh, well, that'll do me for a month. Yes, see. You always go, you actually go, why don't I do this more? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. hunger's created through eating. Mm. You get a taste the, the for right it. Thing. Yeah, you get addiction. You taste for it, yeah. I think. Well, it's taste and see that the Lord is good. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, exactly. You know, and you just start it. It's like addictive. It's like I heard worship needs to be addictive. It needs to, mm. it needs to be this all-consuming thing. And I don't think that's an. I don't think that's a personality. I just think, what does an addicted to Jesus you look like? What does mm. that look like in mm. you? You know, what does? I've read a study. Um, I think you. I read it. I heard someone quote a study. So again, don't quote me on it. I'm just going back, recalling from memory. Google, but, here's another thing for you to um, Google. You might be able to Google it. But uh, 
it was, it was essentially it was a study on the brain, and there were there were three ex, three experiences that that fire off the same uh, high levels of endorphins or dopamines, whatever our brain, the feel good yeah, yeah. Yep. motion that dopamine. Yeah, yeah there was there was like uh, like cocaine, drugs, pornography, and intense religious experiences. Yeah, all develop the same. Addictive, addictive things. element of this is so good. I got to have more. Yeah, in your brain. I thought, isn't that powerful? That even a it was a secular paper, mm. just simply registered. This is what happens in a person's brain. Yeah, yeah. You think we, worship was designed to be addictive? It's what? Yeah, it's, it's powerful encounters with God it was never meant to be dry religious exercise. No, it's, it's living. No. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so I'll bring it down, and then I. I, I I've got to say, Muzz, as hard as this year's been and as many challenges have been thrown up, I've not only faced negativity coming at me, I've actually it's been a season where you're, where you're kind of forced to look at your own negativity and go, oh, geez, this is stuff that I'm discovering about me that was not pretty either. So it's like sure. talking about crap sandwich and no matter <laughs> but it's like choose your, take your pick, but one of them is going to have to be eaten, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. it's just been that season. But in all of that, Something that has encouraged me a lot, and and for for our church, if they're listening, I've been super encouraged by the amount of people who've come back to me at some point in this journey and said, "Dan, look, I haven't liked this, I haven't liked that, or I struggled with this, or I got upset about that, but 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 I've gotten over that. But what's actually happened is I've found Jesus in a whole new way. Hmm. Or this hard time in my life, losing my job, or relationships going, or the struggle." They've they've actually found Jesus in a deeper level. That's it, and got been on that journey. So I know we're talking. You know, it should be. It needs to be. We should, it's actually happening, and I'm encouraged to see that a lot of people in our church who are finding Jesus. Not a whole never new way. Did, yeah, it's a whole new way. It's like yeah, yeah. it's a deeper. It's not that it wasn't there. It's just deeper. Yeah, and it's not that it. Um, you know, is is uh oh now I was once walking in the dark, but I found the light. I've always been doing well, but it's just deeper, a freshness to their walk with God. And um, it's been a great source of encouragement for me to see that even though it has been challenging, people are actually doing fine, doing absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. And amongst all the mud that's flying, really, God's good. He loves his people. And He'll continue to be good. When faced with a challenge, people always have, people always rise to it. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, the, it's the faithfulness of the body of Christ, the love that Christ has for everybody. It's easy to focus on negative and negative always wants to scream for our attention. Yeah. But underlying it, there's been some powerful things happening this yeah. season. Negative is easy. That's true. It is easy. That's true. Yeah, negative is an easy default. Yeah. So, but there's so much good thing. There's so many good things happening in people's lives. Mm. It's like in the Genesis chapter one, verses one. There was darkness over the faceness of the earth. Mm. The word word was void, mm-hmm. confusion. Yeah. But then God said, "Let there be light." So it's easy. It's easy to see darkness if you like. Yeah. It's easy. It does take any? But it takes insight. It takes. Um, faith, yeah, to see light, to see what's possible, to see the answer, to see 
creativity, to see possibility, to see that and see people can do that to a certain level. But, you know, some people are positive naturally. Most of the time it takes a concerted effort. Yeah, most of the time we've got reason. But then we can grow that until it becomes a gift of faith. See, then we grow mm. that to the next level where it becomes a spiritual thing, where it's a faith thing. And that's I think that's I think that's even a word for you, Dan. That's where God's taken to you. So it's a it's not just being positive, but it's actually having the gift of faith. It's like, you know mm. it's I have that and I'm starting to speak that in faith. So you get a word for nothing. I'll receive it. Well, back it up. A hundred percent. This morning, I mentioned this morning I was reading out of Matthew. Yes. Um, in, in my time with just chatting with God, I, I like to go through the, the Gospels. But this morning I read exactly that when the disciples couldn't cast out the demon. Yeah, yeah. The little boy. Yes. And come back and say, Jesus, why couldn't we do it? And he goes, because of your unbelief. Yes. If you've got faith like a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move, and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible. This morning I felt the voices of the Holy Spirit in me said, Dan, let me challenge you to rethink. So put on different glasses to the kingdom. Mm. And this, this is my own process. I'm like, faith, is, I'm like, God, give me more faith. I really want more faith. I, you know, it's like, you know, you need a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's either on or off. And faith isn't strived. It's not earned. It's, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. So like, I'm like faith all right, God, again, getting my thoughts in order. It, yeah, I'll, I'll take that word, Muzz. Faith comes. I'm resting. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing. We don't strong yeah. arm God into it. Yeah. It's all based on our ability to hear. Challenge to see how Jesus sees. Because Jesus didn't start a soup kitchen, he just multiplied the bread. Exactly. It's, it's, Jesus didn't start a, a housing project for the disabled, making ramps and handrails. He healed them. He just healed them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's challenging. It's still so foreign for me. Well, like yeah. I don't, you know, I, mean, I, I clearly don't see the world from the viewpoint that Jesus sees the world all the time. Yeah, see, I'm still wound up with. Wouldn't it be great to build disabled facilities for people who yeah, suffer? Amen. Amen. We and that's to. all good. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not how Jesus viewed the world. Well, let's see. I was listening to someone today on my way down here. It was like it wasn't his solution. No. Yeah. So a lot of us Christians, we still operate with um, emotional intelligence and IQ, mm-hmm. but not spiritual intelligence. Not truly doing that. So um, 5,000 people all out here, they're hungry. They're hungry. Mm. They've been listening to me all day. We need to feed them. They straight away, IQ says, do, 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 it's going to take yep. three months wages this to do this. Money. Yeah, yep. X amount of money, which means transport. These are the logistics around this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the emotional IQ was, oh, they're hungry. We need to help them, so they. But we stop there, so it's like, oh, there's the need in this, and then just, and just Jesus says, well, what have you got? Yeah. Oh, we've got these five loaves and two fish. Oh, that's that's good. That's awesome. How you going, man? Yeah. Sit yeah. them down. Yeah. So IQ says that's not enough, and EQ, emotional intelligence, says, well, I, I just, feel really bad because I haven't got enough. I haven't got enough. But then spiritual intelligence, if you like, I don't know if it's such a thing. 
spiritual spiritual intelligence it is goes, now. okay it, with god anything's possible yeah yeah we need to step into that and we need to go okay yeah we need to know how to multiply this and see that's what you know all of creation is moaning and groaning until we get this right Till the Abs- sons of God yes. are revealed. Revealed. So we keep. So we keep getting. Now, get, now you've got my boat. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like the pandemics, world wars, mm-hmm. earthquakes, all the crazy, which is not got, but it's shaking because it's waiting for us to be who we're supposed to be. Yeah. Like Jesus could calm storms. Imagine that. You know, we're not at the stage yet where we can stop a tsunami. We're not at the stage yet where we shut down wars. You know, we're not at the stage yet where we, you know, we. we where, if you like, angelic, you know, like Job Jones, um, oh, I was talking about him before, Daystar Church, um, Rick Joyner. Yes. Rick Joyner prophesied during the 80s that angelic angelic appearances are going to get so common that it'll just be. Yeah. That. So, but that's not, that's not the case yet. You know, so no, it's not. But so, but those sort of things have been talked about. The, you know, the the more miracles outside of church than inside of church that's been prophesied that that's starting to happen now. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Do you know I'm what I mean? So there's, that. Yeah. there's the spiritual Absolutely. intelligence. That's what's, and I think that comes from hunger. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's good. See, one thing will shut down the hunger is spiritual hunger will will go. Well, what's possible? Yeah, yeah. You know what's possible. Nothing. No, yeah, sorry, nothing. Sorry, so I've had no, nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Yeah, everything's possible. Mm. So there's still some things we've got to step into. So, you know, we've had like two brothers of mine, two guys in the Lord, save faithful, love Jesus, full of faith, amazing guys, have died because of this thing. Mm. But that doesn't say that it that it has the final say, nor that can we stop praying for and stop believing for, or that God failed them or they didn't have enough faith. I don't know the answers to why they died. Don't know, but I do know God heals. Yeah. We just have to keep going. You know, it's not God's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beyond understand. I do know this. They're a whole lot. They're not, they're not grieved. <laughs> no, that's right. They're not at they're all. They're rejoicing. Yeah. They're that's rejoicing. True. So, that's very true. Yeah, and they'd be saying, keep believing. Yeah. Keep going for it, Muzz. Mm. Let's just mm. keep going. Let's just see this happen. Let's turn this around. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's why anything that anyone says to me that does not give me a lift, doesn't give me a, a lift in my spirit, don't listen to. Yeah, right. That's fairly easy. Um, Theology, isn't it? That's right. That's <laughs> simple. Simple. Yeah. So if you're talking about making bunkers and storing stuff away and it gives me a lift, Amen. Great. Go for it. Yeah. But if I got a, huh? If like, not, yep. Have at it. Have at it, mate. Go yeah, for it. It's not, not my thing. Not my thing. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I'm coming, I think I'm coming to a greater revelation that God is better than I could possibly <laughs> hope he is. You know what I mean? That's been a great... lot of my life underestimating God's goodness. Yeah. Or see, that's a whole revelation. Or putting it? my own behavior. As a dictator to his goodness, God's to response, yeah, to his, to yeah. how he's going to do it, and it yeah. doesn't make any difference to him whatsoever. Yeah, that's what that's what the gospel is all about, yeah. isn't it? So the gospel is nothing you can do to make him love you more. Yeah, nothing you can do to make him love you less. God is so good. Mate. Yeah, he's not like there's no shadow or darkness in him. Yeah, no darkness. So even his anger is good. Yeah. <laughs> Even his jealousy is good. good Even yeah. his discipline, his wrath is good. We, but we don't get it because ours is broken. Yeah. We get angry and we hurt and break stuff. Mm. 
and we hurt people. Mm. He gets angry and it sets things things right. Yeah. That's why the anger of man, James chapter one, the anger of man never brings about the righteousness of God. No. That's but right. his does. Yeah. We don't have a very good idea about that. No. We think that God's angry. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we, but just, in, you know, it was funny. I was doing a, a youth ministry two weeks ago and they were looking at Luke chapter one and they were seeing how Zachariah, you know, how he didn't believe that he could have a son like the angel. Gabriel shows up. Gabriel right. shows up and goes, Yes, you're going to have a son. son. And he goes, Oh, I don't think he goes, Well, so. that's going to be. That'll be the last thing you say for a long time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. say anything for 10 months now, brother. That's it. <laughs> and when I yeah. ask the kids about that, this is very interesting. They go, so what stood out to you and all that? And it goes, oh, man, how. So they read the whole chapter. And yeah. the, uh, that was the thing. The thing that stood out to them was how God punished Zachari- Zachariah. Yeah, right. I'm like, where did he punish him? Well, he shut his mouth. Shut his mouth. I said, do you see that as punishment? Yeah, most would. Yeah, and I was going, wow, really? Or do mm. you, do you, or do you think it was God protecting him? You think that was God mm. protecting him? Like when your mum says no, is that because she hates you? She's punishing you? Yeah, no. Well, because she's like, she knows better. But the angel's like, you ain't saying nothing because anything you say is going to sabotage God's plan for you. Yeah, in your life. And that's what it was. So he was. It wasn't punishment. No, it was protection. It was protection. Yeah, because God's good. He's good. But see, I always thought, okay, we, I know straight away what to share on now. Mm, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, God is good. How are we travelling, Luke? Still got plenty of space. An hour 48. We've talked for an hour and 48 minutes, man. No, you have. I, or I'll take responsibility. <laughs> That's fine. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's good. It's good. Uh, is there anything, final words? Want to wrap it up with anything at all, Muzz? Something that um, I didn't give you a chance to get out? Oh, no. On your no. heart? I, I was really glad we got to talk about the hunger thing. That was what, because that's what really is um, paramount in the front of my thinking and my prayers yeah. and my desires for the church um, is that we get hungry again yeah. for God and for the new thing, for the new wine. Uh, for the, for the new season, we get hungry, we get set. It is a new season. Yeah, yeah, and it's come on, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm excited. I'm excited about the mobilisation of the saints. I'm excited yeah. about us becoming the river. I'm excited that everywhere we go, touch. I'm excited about people getting a revelation of their call and their purpose and that they understand that wherever they are, they can do ministry. Wherever they are, they can reach people. Yeah. You know, you're like, you've yeah. got examples in your own fellowship of people that I would consider probably are their they're parts of your church, they have businesses, but really those are like campuses or vineyard. You yeah, know? They're ministers, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they're ministers Something's and they're doing stuff. Something's twigged in them that, yeah, that this is what they're doing. I don't doing. go to church. I am the church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I minister in my world. Yeah, I minister in my world. And see, that's the Good dream. That's yeah. the dream, you know, Yeah. that, that they, it's all mixed in together. Same as his life is my life. I can't, like if you were to really look into you, Dan, I wouldn't be able to see the difference. Like, where's Jesus start? Where's Jesus end? Where's Dan start? It's like yeah. pouring Well, that's milk the spiritual reality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So That's what Jesus did with humanity. Yeah, so it's no longer, wow, where, where in my life is God not? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. We compartmentalize it. Yeah, and he's yeah. in every part of it. Yeah. Yeah. In my in my in my waking up, in my lying down. Yeah. I meant to give him glory, so that's good. The more we give him glory, isn't he wonderful? Eh? We get to spend tonight we get to spend with the Lord. He is wonderful. <laughs> you're right, Mars. He's wonderful. Truly. Yeah, you're right. And it's, that's why it's, that's why we can lead people to Jesus knowing if we can lead them to Jesus, they're never going to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow, that's okay. I'm gonna to need to. That's a huge another conversation right there. That's powerful. Well, that's Romans but, ten. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But um, I think I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there, Muzz. Bless you, my brother. Thanks for coming. I appreciate Love the so time much. and the effort. And um, love your vineyard family. Yeah, they're great, they're the best. A great bunch of people. Exciting times ahead, church. Very exciting times ahead. Um, what was that, Luke? Oh, the name. Yeah, that's right. We, we're in the middle of a, con- a competition to name the podcast. Now, this is for you, for the listeners. Um, I'm not aware of any names that have been brought forward yet. No one's texted me directly. I'm not aware of any coming through. But we have a name, um, what would you call it, in reserve. We've come up with a name that yeah, I think we'll come up with a name. That we'll be happy with, but we'll give, what do you reckon, another week? Another couple of weeks. They can have a crack at it. I reckon we've come up with it, but anyway. I, I think I think we might have it, but um, <laughs> but you know what? There's, Luke, there's, Luke is concurring with me that we've nailed it. You reckon we've nailed it? Well, we won't give it away just yet. We'll see what comes in because, to be honest, I might look at some name that comes in and goes, "Man, that just smashes all over what our brains could concoct." So we'll we'll see how it goes, and I would really like to give away a prize. Yeah, Luke's open. I'm looking at it. He's yeah. quite open. Mm. He's been he's been. Um, quietly sitting here the entire time and i'm surprised you're not asleep yet but um you've been doing well luke the the duke lord hamilton himself i'll produce and bless him absolutely no so if you've got a name bring it in send it in text it to me if you've got my number or you can email it at hello at vineyardchurch.com.au and um just a bit of a comp to name our podcast um but we'll let that go for another week and then uh hopefully we'll have a winner you never know. The winner might be in this room. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Anyway, thanks again, Mars. Really appreciate you, mate. Bless you guys. It's been great. See you, crew. Catch up with you on the next one. Thanks for making it to the end, guys. I hope that was enjoyable for you as it was for us chatting. We will catch up with you next time. Enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're about to do. God bless you.